This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My guest is Sitara Kativi, and she is an absolutely amazing friend of mine. She has a background in performing arts in theater and she's done everything what is the name? nuestra belleza latina yes. on univision which actually just started again last night and that's kind of like i would say like a live version of america's next top model so it's like america's next top model slash america's got talent slash survivor all at the same time yeah it's it's real so <laughs> and she she came close runner up twice in the show, which two, is I've been two times on the show. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. And then she also has been vegan like me for quite some time. And Six years. She's the queen of the potatoes. <laughs> the potato queen. La reina de las papas. See, sí. So <laughs> there's a lot of different resources that she has that are going to be available for you guys. And there'll be links to all of that in the description. But I really want to introduce you guys and get her on the podcast and um, just have her talk about all the beautiful things that she's gone through in her life, some of the gritty stuff and how she's worked through it. So Sitar, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes. And on top of it, it, one of the places I love most, which is anything that has to do with produce where there's like lots of fruits, vegetables and potatoes. I'm, I'm a fan. Absolutely. Feels like home. <laughs> yes. So let's get right into it. So where were you born? I was born in Los Angeles, in the Women's Hospital of Los Angeles, um, and grew up in Santa Clarita Valley, and had my moments where I've lived in Mexico City, in Puerto Vallarta, um, and as of most recently, I've lived in Tulum, and um, I've had my moments to live in Miami. I've been all over the place, girl. Yeah, and where was it, Tennessee, somewhere in the Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's random. Yes, no. You know, I just follow my heart. <laughs> so when you were growing up, what things did you find yourself drawn to as far as passions or outlets? Okay, so without a doubt, I I was telling you on the way here that I've always found a sense of home when I'm on stage. And I can't even explain it, except I remember the first time that I stepped onto a stage. I was like 11 or 12. And um, it's and I mean stage, like I loved performing, but when the lights are on you and you can't see anything else, and it's just so serene and quiet, and it's like there's no other form that I can explain it except for like you connect to 
you could say love, you can say God, you can say the universe, you can say all of us become one, whatever. I knew then for the first time that I was home because my past has been very unstable. But in that moment, oh gosh, it was just a deep, taking. it's like taking a deep breath. Peace. Yeah. I, f- I found home on yeah. stage. Yeah, I can relate to that being, you know, when my, I first went on stage, I was like three years old, so I was a little terrified at that. Wow. <laughs> I was, like, I was terrified. I still to this day get terrified <laughs> and have panic and yeah. freak out. But as soon as like I'm on, yeah, it's just, oh, yeah. Flips a switch. Yes. Yeah, you get used to it, but I do, I do relate to the serenity that you feel out there and you're just, you're able to express yourself. It's a platform to be able to do that. It's, it's unexplainable because it's too like, yes, you have this craft that you're building that you want to share, but you've been putting all this time and energy and you're just shedding blood, creating something. And in that moment, it's like you almost in a way throw it away. You surrender it. Mm-hmm. Like you have no idea at this point what will come out, even though you've been rehearsing or practicing whatever it is you're going to perform. And people might not know what I perform, and I I can't even explain what I perform. Like She's I do quite a comedy performer. slash. Like I've done one woman one woman shows. I sing. I've done musical theater. I act. I can. I host. I, I basically because of my upbringing, I think I've learned to become a survivor. And and therefore, people call me like a little box of surprises. They never know what's gonna come out of me, and they're always surprised because I have I'm I have different talents, you know. I guess I I can call it that, or different things that I'm just not afraid of looking like a fool. And um, I think people appreciate that. <laughs> and it's the moment I decided that I don't care what people think. That magic began to manifest around my life, you know. Definitely. And um, I don't know for people who might not know my backstory. I'm um, the daughter of a domestic violence survivor. So my mother is just the most incredible human being on earth (laughs) to me. And um, so there was a lot of moving throughout my life, um, escaping, I guess, and, and some people may see it as that way. But I never... I guess you know, but the way my mom taught me to see things is like it was always an adventure. Oh, we're going on an adventure. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and we would be driving 36 hours to Mexico, you know, and I'd be like, OK. But by the age of seven, I, I knew what items I had to carry in my backpack mm-hmm. to survive, you know, and and um it, I just always had that positive outlook on it. And I, I, I told you too yesterday, like by the time I turned 17, I already had lived in more than 25 different locations, you know? And, and so that's, that's why too, it was very unsettling. Like I never found ground. I, 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 I craved the grounding so much mm-hmm. and um, wanted that, but, for some reason, I couldn't understand why the universe just took me, just took me around everywhere. I went on a tour. You know, yeah. I'm still on tour. And, and, and until I decided to also, like, surrender to that and, and embrace that, do I begin to enjoy life? Because um, there was so much resistance. 
I remember when I was going to college, it was like, let me study everything I can that has nothing to do with performance because performance is not stable in any way. And I don't, but my heart was there. And one time I was asked like, hey, I heard that you have some talent in doing like improv or comedy. Like we need an extra person. We need an extra person to do comedy with us. And and I was like, okay, but this is just going to be extracurricular. This is just going to be, you know, but little by little. (laughs) And then I got asked to be um, to join, do a play or something. And then little by little it grew and grew. And I started getting scholarships for my comedy. And Mm -hmm. and then it just I ended up getting my degree in in theater you know performance so yeah finally I was like okay this is I'm fine I'm going to live by the motto of as long as I did everything in my power to manifest what I I want then I will I will leave this planet in peace yeah I do not want to live with the coulda shoulda wouldas Mm -hmm. And it's okay if I don't, quote, make it, whatever that means, as long as I know I did everything on my end. And you've done so much. I feel like, you know, all of your traveling that you did, it helped fuel your expansion as a human being in a lot of different ways. I mean, not many people can say that they have experienced that and possibly the circumstances as to why that came to be what it was, you know, weren't as wholesome. Knowing nothing is permanent. yeah, Nothing true. is permanent. Everything is temporary. And actually, uh, that's brought so much peace into my life when I did go through these like darker moments of like, God, why can't I just ground? I just want to stick to one place, dang it, you know, and um, just sitting with with with. OK, well, this feeling isn't isn't permanent. Mm-hmm. And there's so much satisfaction in that. Um, but also knowing that when you hit those amazing moments of whatever success, even that isn't permanent too. So starting to move through life, knowing that you just have right now, and I know we all talk about it and preach it, and but seriously, this moment, like this is all you have right now sitting here with this microphone and like enjoying have connecting with a good friend and having these little lives going on and 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 hopefully reaching people that really need to hear this you know this is all we have right now the smell of produce right now just enjoying every scent that there is right now this this is it you guys this is it my mom would say that every time I would go into a contest this is it said that it this is it. She'd be like, I can feel it. <laughs> this is it. I had a dream last night, you know? And I'm just like, okay, mom. All right. You know? <laughs> so my mom, she's she's my rock. She's my she's my queen. She and it's so funny because she comes to me for advice now. And mm. it's just so funny because I I pedestal her, you know, and and I've learned so much from her and uh it's been I think it's been so important to have that one person in your life. Have that one person first off be you. Mm-hmm. But to share that with somebody is is so special. It's so awesome getting to that, let's say, to winning whatever contest. But to be able to embrace somebody when you're there 
I mean, there's a reason why there are other human beings also yeah. in are surrounding us, you know? Yeah, we're made for connection and relationship. And, you know, talking about a little bit of the earlier relationships that you had in your life and some of the things that happened there, what was that like for you as far as, like, your parents and um, home life? and Yeah, so I'm, so I'm half Mexican. My mom is um, from Sinaloa, Mexico, Mazatlán, Ahua. I always say, Ahua! <laughs> and my dad is from Iran. And so I'm very blessed in that sense because I've been exposed to so many just different ways of living. Um, so I, I feel like I'm more open. Even my friends, like I have a friend who's Buddhist and half of my family was Catholic and the other half was Muslim. And I'm, I mean, I believe in love, you know, and I believe in all of them. If you invite me to church, I will go to church yeah, with you yeah. and I can appreciate and respect um, different points of views and things that work for people and give people peace. And at the end of the day, it's just having faith and believing in something greater than yourself and also knowing that you are that greatness, like mm -hmm. that if you believe in God, like you are God in a way, like you are yeah. a piece of God, yeah. you're, in, you, and, and that, at the end of the day, we're all freaking connected and whatever works to keep you going, all power to you, all respect to you. I appreciate that so much. And at the end of the day, it's just about being a good human being and um, being curious and playing and experimenting. Like life is just a huge, beautiful experiment. Totally. And yeah, as long as like to see what works and what doesn't work and, and it changes totally like at certain p parts of your life, like you can live a certain lifestyle and and it's OK to change that because for a long time dealing through like learning all this, I went through dark times. I was very depressed at one point in my life and many points of my life. And one day I woke up and I was like. That doesn't have to be me today. I do not have to label myself as that. Well, today I'm happy, but I know I'm a miserable person. No, from this day and on, I am a freaking happy person. I love life. I love experiencing new things, including the tough moments, especially the tough moments. Those are the groundbreaking moments. Those are the moments that allow us to grow and expand and know ourselves more and doing re having relationships mm -hmm. are the moments where we have to, there's something here to, to learn. Yeah. There's something here for me to, to, to see. And it's those moments when you're with a person that you are like, Oh, that's uncomfortable. Hell no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can I see that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh God. I get so passionate. Uh, um, that's the moment where I ask myself, what am I doing to create this tension? Because I believe like, yeah, we we're watching reflections of ourselves always. And, and I, I see so much beauty now constantly. And, and it's so beautiful to realize like, I'm creating this, I'm manifesting this, both the ugly and the beautiful. Yeah. It's speaking about the beautiful, moving on to how you got into beauty pageants. I know we can kind of both relate in the sense that like me growing up doing a lot of dance competitions, you're going on a stage, you're kind of being judged by a panel. Yeah. Like there's 
it, it kind of does something. It can be a very positive experience, very incredible growth experience, but there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't always see that goes on. Yeah. And I want you to have an opportunity to kind of discuss some of that. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting for me. I did a lot of pageants since I was three years old. Um, never took it seriously until, um, I guess... I started going going into the more serious ones, you know, like the Miss California, California, USA, you know, the one that takes you to the Miss Universe and and started doing these reality show beauty contests and stuff. And and I it's so funny. I never really thought too much about beauty. I kind of was just like, do to do like this is fun. Um, And then when I started to get a little bit older, <laughs> older as in like you know, early 20s and started to be like, okay, so the ones that are winning look like this. What do I have to do to get from this point to that point? Okay, eat healthy. What does that mean? You know, and and wow, that was a, a learning experience where I thought I knew or was learning what eating healthy was True. and I didn't know what that meant. And it's so funny because it was so accepted in that community of just basically not eating or eating less or just eating. It, it just became like this whole orthorexic thing where it was like you obsess over counting what you're eating and what you're not going to mm-hmm. touch and things start to become evil and things start to become good or bad, mm-hmm. you know? And right now as like a health coach, I, I help people transition into a plant-based diet because uh, to lose weight, reverse type two diabetes, coronary heart disease, just all sorts of things. Um, Plants are I awesome, don't guys. tell, oh yes. I don't tell people if something is good or bad, they come like, is this good? Can I eat this? Is this good or bad? And it's nothing is good or bad, but you've got, you know, let's say a scale, like when you go to school, like this is an A, this is a B, this is a C, like there's always a better option, period. But at that point, I was introduced to like, this is bad. This is, fruits are bad. They, they make you sugar. gain weight. Yeah, That will make you fat. And then I, I started, that's how the, the seeds started mm-hmm. to be planted. And, and it worked, but it was not sustainable. It's not healthy. Well, and, and, it's, and it's like, okay, oh, well, just because someone is thin, and at that point I was very thin. I mean, I got to a point of 103 pounds for someone who's over 5'9". That's not healthy, especially when your menstrual cycle starts to disappear. You start to break out because the things that you're eating constipate you because there's no fiber water or really that there's no vitamins in what you're eating you're like you're just eating meat you're just eating something that's not alive like you're not eating life you know so I yes it initially worked and I was like whoa and I won awards I bought I won best in swimsuit out of almost 300 girls in Miss California in 2012 and I was like wow I must be doing something right and then what happens right after that, I went to my hotel room and I ate like my cousin ordered like four pizzas, you know, like you binge and that's just not healthy. You yeah. know, it's not healthy to be like, I'm going to let's see how long I could deprive myself. And I remember even between girls and some of the pageants that I was in or different shows that I was on, like we would help each other not eat yeah. and how accepted that was. Like it wasn't even a secret. It was like, oh, girl, like 
oh, just, just, I don't even want to like tell people the things that we would do. To, I don't like, want to trigger people yeah, or yeah. whatever, but for just like a little thing so that people that don't understand the mentality, it's like we would help each other come up with ideas of how not to eat. Like, fill yourself up with drinking water or yeah. tea. Yeah. And I mean, how think I go just, to sleep yeah. early, yeah. brush your teeth, like, so that you don't eat dinner. Well, like, and I've even heard those things used in ways in which people want to control their appetite or cravings. Yes. Too. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. That is a totally different vibe. Yes. But I mean, even talking about the, you know, swimsuit competition, what do I have to do to achieve this thing? And this is what's getting attention. I feel like this is something that's very prevalent in social media. And a lot of young girls see this of like, oh, this kind of body gets that amount of likes. Yeah. And there's a there's a two-edged sword with this because I feel like there is more body acceptance and more body positivity where there's like, you know, all shapes and sizes, all different kinds of talents, you know. Yeah, no. That get no, that. yes. But people want to hear the, oh my God, I wish I, whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, that does kind of drive this culture and I feel like it's perpetuating it. And I mean, unfortunately the eating disorder culture is still very alive and well, Yeah, you know, that's, I mean, yes. And at the end of the day, like it's, it's all perception. Like there's, it's, it's always going to evolve into new ways of being exposed to those things. But at the same time, we're also now evolving in the sense that we can, find people that are overcoming these things and by listening to podcasts like this one <laughs> or you know there are people who are very body aware and like teaching people how to eat intuitively and embracing healthy and, and different shapes of bodies now because more people are starting to speak about it this is a very special time where a lot of women are starting to come together and speak out and that is so powerful it's a very powerful time for women and and it's like the moment where where we're we're starting to expose a lot of things that we were hush hush about mm-hmm. before because it was embarrassing to talk about certain things um even on the reality shows that I was on they were they're quite special because it wasn't just about looking a certain way and they would try to discipline you by how much you ate and how much you exercised, but and they monitored that with you. They guys monitored too. that, like yeah, which can be a mind f. And they took away what your phones, your you had no connection for three months to anything of the outside world. So you never watched TV. You never had a cell phone. You couldn't get up on a laptop. Like you had no connection to what was going on in the world. So, yeah, you start to go a little cray cray. <laughs> but um, but at the same time, so there was a therapist on board and they're pushing your buttons because, OK, at the end of the day, television is entertainment. So you have to expose a lot of things that are very personal and there's got to be conflict. And yes, a lot of the conflict was real, but Put put yourself in that situation. You're living with over 12 girls in one house with one bathroom with no connection to the outside world and all all are competing for one thing. That's all you're fixated on. Your meals are being controlled. You have no idea where you're going the next hour of the day. You sleep three to four hours. Like a person's going to go crazy. And on top of it, you've got 
a, a, a psychologist on board who's like tri- not triggering you, but like scratching that surface of getting things out of mm-hmm. you, which can be a both again, good or bad thing. Okay. There's no good or bad, but at the end of the day, you expose things that are very personal that I never thought I was going to expose. Right. And I mean, I ended up talking about, you know, being sexually harassed and remember feeling like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. People are going to hear about this. Like, I really pray that they don't release this stuff. And you go in and you sign stuff where, like, they can just Whatever. share it all. Yeah. And Cut I remember I went to the show thinking I wanted one thing and that was like, okay, I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to reach more people. So this has got benefits because I'm going to be able to share this plant-based lifestyle that changed and transforms my way of looking at things, pulled me out of depression, helped me from avoiding an, a polycystic ovarian cyst um, surgery that fixed my digestion, my skin, you know. And this was I can't the second wait. time around. Yeah, that was the second time. Yeah, I learned <laughs> from the first time. And and I wanted to expose more of my talents, which was like comedy, which ended up happening. Okay, I ended up doing everything I wanted to do. And then realized the whole reason I was there was so much more than why I, I thought I was going to be there. And exposing the stuff about sexual harassment was the biggest most important thing I did mm-hmm. on that show. And that was a couple of years ago, but now within this past year, it's obviously become much more... I know, there's a whole Me Too vocal, movement. Like, there's so many women speaking mm-hmm. out in the industry yeah. about this topic that before we were scared to do because you thought you were burning a bridge. You thought that I'll never get a job if I talk mm-hmm. about this. People are going to be like, I'm doing this to either get attention or like to get money out of it or, you know, so you just, or maybe you even start to fault yourself. Maybe it was all my fault or it's in my head. I'm dramatizing it. There's like shame. Yeah. And and it's like, who is institutionalizing that shame? Because I mm. feel like there is a side to sensuality as a woman that is so healthy to explore, not only with yourself, but like expressing it like in an audience. I mean, I remember doing, you know, sensual <laughs> dancing or like that, yeah. that kind of vibe even when I was a teenager. But that was like a healthy outlet for it. And it was in a certain setting. And, you know, that. we're so fortunate that we connected with the creativity part because that's allowed us to become more comfortable with that because I too I I loved being an actor because I could be anybody Mm -hmm. and it wasn't me I didn't have to be like well I'm that sexual being or I'm that you know it was you but you got to experience what that was without necessarily without judging yourself and being like well it's you know that's that's just a role because there are people out there that that enjoy their life that way and it's maybe right or wrong to some people and different for others. But. Well and and that's the thing too, like I growing up Persian and, mm-hmm. and Latina, like those those topics are like no nos. Like yeah. you don't do that, you know? And it, it's only it's not even accepted in certain like I, I know as as a Persian I remember growing up like doing this kind of expression, it was like slightly known to be that's it's racy very racy very provocative um i remember a lot of family members would tell me that like (laughs) i don't even know if i could say this but basically like that's for prostitutes and having to like sit with that and like as human beings you just want 
to be liked, especially by your family and friends. I feel like prostitution is a totally different realm of things. I think like I even respect people that do, you know, exotic dancing to have to earn a living or what have you. I feel like it all has its place. Like it can be an expression in such a way where you are making the best out of what you have. And sometimes that's what you do. And I don't think that um, we're so quick to judge someone right. and why they're doing things. And yeah. You don't know. You don't know like what their backstory you have no idea. is. And, yeah. You know, you just have to like respect the individual. And there are there have been certain constructs in place that kind of make the woman feel like, OK, well, you should look sexually attractive because that's what's going to get you the job. That's what's going to get you the attention. That's what's going to get you the money. But then it can also be used against you. And turned on you to make you look like, oh, no, you wanted that. See, because look, look at what you're doing. So it's it's something that I feel like has been broken down. And I feel like there are feminists within social media and celebrity culture. I mean, the first one that kind of comes to mind, and she's actually, actually native to San Diego, but Emily Ratajkowski, she's, you know, known feminist. And she, she'll pay, she'll like, post racy things probably in the eyes of some people she'll show cleavage she'll do whatever and you know I respect that she's taking that into her own hands you know what I'm saying she's not saying like okay like no this is my body I'm going to show the way that I want it it's not like you can't make me look a certain way because I'm going to show myself how I want you to see me yes like taking that control back in a sense yeah no and embracing the sensuality and and I think the the yeah, I, I remember when uh, I was asked, like, would you do, like, nude photography? And obviously, like, if it's done, I mean, you got to feel good, okay? Like, there again, I don't think there's a the wrong way of doing things. Like, for me personally, if it's done in an artistic way, if it's done to promote just how beautiful the woman, the woman's body, I think it's... It's a freaking yeah. paradise. A woman's body is just so beautiful in, in every shape and form. And more than that is a woman owning what she's got right now, yeah. which is a learning process. And it's a day by day process for me, at least, and embracing the cha- the way our bodies are constantly changing and almost like sitting with this is where my body's at right now. And what if it was like this forever? I'm not, I'm wasting so much time hating on it. Life is too short, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've seen some very curvy women and they just own it. And I'm so attracted to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? And like, I can't even just like, you know, it's just, it's just at the end of the day, it's, it's it's owning what you got, yeah, celebrating what you got. Confidence. And sometimes I ask myself, me wanting to learn like self-love, like really like loving this moment and embracing the beautiful things that my body allows me to do every day that there are people that cannot do, really appreciating it, that's, that's most important. Yeah. 
And I think we talked about this too, just like how you've been able to take so many of the experiences that you've been through, sometimes very painful ones, dark moments, and you turn that into something positive, right? The other day, someone was just saying on your Insta stories, like, oh, I wish I could dance like that. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. And we were talking about this too, that um, on my, like people are always like, how are you always so happy? Can you do more videos on how you're always happy? And I even on my Instagram, setare.katibi, <laughs> shameless plug, I have a highlight area that says happy. And you click on that and it's basically like all these 15 second Insta stories where I turn on just really fun music and I just dance like crazy and I just don't care. And I I just love doing it. It makes me feel beautiful and sexy. And I, yes. But what's funny is 90% of the time that I filmed all those was because I just had a very tough moment or I'm dealing with thoughts that are not healthy or I'm I'm not loving myself like I, I know I can do or can be loving myself. And, and so it's time to sh- shift the energy. Because ain't nobody got time to waste not loving yourself and celebrating life because life is just so abundant and beautiful and there's so much. And yes, embrace even the tough moments. And I've learned to cry through moments and I've learned to feel the moment and also let go of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my way of doing it is like I turn that on, turn on the music Force it feels like force like you're forcingly yeah, doing sometimes it. Sometimes you really do. I feel like when you are in those points, I mean, I know sticking with a very consistent, you know, dance training schedule, it's like sometimes you weren't having a good day, but you still had to go on stage and perform. Mm. And if even if you were upset, you got a smile yeah. and you gotta put on a show. Or if whatever, you have to go to that deep emotional place. So I feel like there is something about performing arts that can teach you. The show must go on. You got to keep going. But I think the problem is when the stage face becomes a mask that you wear to hide what's really going Mm. on, that's when you know you kind of need to deal with some of those underlying things. I Mm. feel like it's wonderful to be able to use our gifts as like an expression of how we are able to overcome that adversity of feeling that sadness. But when we are able to recognize that okay like there's there's something else going on here and it's okay to deal with that and it's okay to process that it's okay to reach out for help because i think a lot of people can forget their gifts like i i'm so grateful that you use your gift to get you out of those dark times and you use your ability to connect and be expressive to do that and many people forget the things that make them happy or the job that they get paid to do to that they can do that for themselves in their own time. And um, yeah, there's so many things that happen constantly that at first, well, they're very challenging, but we don't understand why they're happening. Mm -hmm. And we want so bad to know right now why this is happening. We want an explanation for everything. And sometimes it's going to take years, but there's going to be a moment where, Oh, that's why it happened. Thank God that happened the way it did. Or thank God that didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so really sitting with that and trusting 
trusting that. And I know this is like, <laughs> it could feel like Chinese torture sometimes where you're just like, oh my God, I don't want this right now. Oh my gosh. But you sit with it and you accept it and you embrace it and you let go and you cry through it when it hurts and you let go and you cry some more and you let go again and then you do the happy dance like on my Insta stories yeah. <laughs> and you meditate, you do all the different things that you got to do because I tell my followers all the time like happiness for me is a practice. It is mm-hmm. a daily practice and there may be people that are naturally are and that's just so amazing like some people got you know extra you know energy juices where they're just always like you know they got more serotonin release or something and they're just always happy and that's amazing but for me I have to do a certain amount of things every day to get me there and okay I'm gonna do that and I think that that's true for most people yeah I don't think most people I think it is really, and anybody who does have that, it is because they have practiced it as you are doing. Oh, yeah. Because life is constantly going to throw different challenges at us. But if we can practice being grateful for each day, being so positive, and like choosing one thing to be happy about, and it's like there is a bit of a balance that you get to. Fi- you get and there are days accepting that there are days that yeah. you do those practices and it just doesn't work that day. Yeah, and just be like, All uh, right, okay, I'm feeling All sad right. and this is it. I love this because and I get to fully feel that. And this is part of being a human being. Yeah, knowing that it won't last forever. There you go. It goes back to that. Like nothing is permanent, including the happy highlights. Yeah. <laughs> so really embracing what you're feeling and going through right now. And knowing that there is a reason, like all these things of like, oh, my sexual harassment that I passed. Why me? What did I do? I was three or five or seven, whatever age you were. Like, you don't know until you know, you know, it's, oh, I exposed it on a show that's viewed by 10 million people. And when I looked into the audience that night and I was so scared that this was going to be released, the people looked back at me, pointing at their hearts, crying, saying, me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why. And it took, at that point, what, 28 years for me to realize why or whatever. So we don't understand, and that's okay. Love that you don't understand. Let, don't don't get so wrapped up in getting the explanation or the reason. Why is this person being that way? Like, you know, sometimes we get hurt. Or why does this person have something that I, I want or wish I had or any of that? Like, yeah. You're special. You know, the moment that I, I... I used to get criticized a lot when I would do p- pageants because they would say, like, beauty queens don't make funny faces because I, I do a lot of funny faces. <laughs> I'm very expressive yeah so and you can appreciate this because you're a dancer and like you gotta have you know the showmanship yes I I got the showmanship award sometimes in show choir I was in show choir and I got the showmanship (laughs) award because my facial expression but that's actually the secret is I I can't dance very well so I would hide it and distract it by my faces (laughs) don't tell anybody okay but the moment yes very diplomatic (laughs) very beautiful very poised and elegant and my talents were like always like had to do something with comedy you know and and I was just very um fearless on stage and and eventually that broke 
oh, the wall down the, the stereotype of what a pageant girl needs is. to be. Exactly. Yeah. And when I did, there was a challenge on the reality show, it was a lip singing battle. And I, I remember like say they, they gave me this ridiculous song and I was like, oh my God, every other girl in this pageant got songs that were sexy and it was like a lip singing battle. So they got like Katy Perry and like all these sexy singers, okay, that they had to reenact. And I had this song that was basically like, oh, McDonald had a farm. And I was like, are you serious? So I had two choices. I can either like kick myself in the butt and be like, they're probably trying to get rid of me because they're giving me the worst song and like everyone else gets to be like start comparing myself, which is just poison for your mind. And of course, it's just going to have a negative outcome if you go into it that way. Or you could do what I did, which was I had I'm not going to lie. I had that kick myself in the butt moment where I went to the bathroom because I was like, there's no cameras there, I hope. And I like cried. I (laughs) cried so hard and I prayed. And I'm, I'm like not religious or anything, but I was like, God. You set those intentions. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, if this is what you're giving me, then so be it. I'm going to embrace and freaking perform the heck out of this song. And boy, Because only you. then, only then will I know if this was going to have a positive or negative outcome, okay? Mm-hmm. The outcome, it should come out. All I knew is, again, I go back to the shoulda, coulda, woulda, and I'm just going to do the best that I can because that's the only thing that will give me peace. When you know you coulda, shoulda, woulda, man, you cannot go to sleep with peace because you're like, ooh, I want, you'll always wonder what outcome would have come if you didn't do the things you needed to do. Until you let it go, but... Yeah, so I, I I did just that. I was like, I'm going to perform the heck out of this. I'm going to do my best, and we'll see what happens. And I allowed myself to be me and to not care that I was going to make a fool out of myself. And that video went viral. Yes, it, it broke did. all of Univision's, um, all of their records. Yeah, of videos that were uploaded to YouTube and Facebook and all the, like, it just... But think of how perfect that is, because it's like it had all these different animals in it, vegan, and nobody could have performed that song like you. So just a little explanation, if you guys want to look it up, it's called El Pollito Pio. We will link it in the description. (laughs) And it's just me doing a lip-syncing battle with this song that's like a children's song, and it's... It's just with, yeah, it talks about animals, and I'm just making all the faces and... The facials, yeah. the gestures. Yeah. It's fast, too. It's so, only it's, a minute and, like, 15 seconds. Oh, the song is really fast. It's like mm-hmm. a tongue twister. Um, And I just... It is amazing. I, you know, and it's so funny because when people ask me, like, I remember that moment felt exactly like the first moment I stepped onto stage mm-hmm. because I was so in the zone I was just like, okay, I was nervous as heck. I'm not going to lie. But as soon as like the the clock started and I got the go to start, I can't explain it, but it was like serene. You know, it was a, I was just in line with yeah. who I am because I was like in this moment, like I just pray to the universe to transmit. Let me be the instrument to transmit whatever needs to come out. And I was just myself. And nothing else mattered. And I didn't, it was like, you know, when you just dance and you're just the worst dancer ever. Oh my God. Hashtag Robbie Barbero. <laughs> like, 
the I shade is so real. Much. I'm not gonna lie, like he is the funniest human being when it comes to he has no shame that he like has two left feet. And I say this with so much love, but if you haven't seen him dance, go look him up, mindful diabetic Robbie. Like it's just so empowering. No, I'm not gonna I'm I'm so dead serious. He embraces Yes. You his, have to. Because whether you're like properly trained or whatever, you know, which I, like I have had a lot of training and I train dancers, but like there's still like you deserve to people are like, oh, I can't dance. It's like they're yes, embarrassed. You, can. you but, can turn on music and dance and however you dance, you get that yes. gift of enjoying that. Yes. That is for you. And it's so liberating. You don't even do it for anybody else. So empowering and liberating to watch somebody embrace that they cannot Dance the way a dancer needs right. to dance, or someone with talent needs to dance. Yeah, like, and sometimes even those wow. people are more entertaining. Yes, and people that are so properly trained don't know how to let loose and actually enjoy. Just exactly, dancing. how boring if it's someone that's doing mm-hmm. it with a lack of passion. And what I see when I see Robbie dancing like that is is someone who's who loves life, and it brings me so much joy. To feel someone exuding that, and that's really in what whatever way brings for us. That's I feel like you know, and that's why I think your video that you did, and a lot of the things that you do, where you are connecting to that passion and that source, is what engages your viewers and why they love connecting with your personality and your message. And, and it's taken a while. I'm not gonna lie; like it took a while to to get that. It's so for so long we want to imitate what we think is success or what we what we think will allow us to be accepted by others yeah we just want to feel connected to people and we want people to accept us that's like our nature is to be liked you know um but it's the moment that you find what's yours and the gifts god gave you and just share the heck out of it Mm -hmm. or not (laughs) you can tell like when people might not share, but they do it in their room, okay? Like, I remember the fun I would have just in my room, like, doing these, like, monologues and stuff. And either way, when you're connecting to that source and you go out, people can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the energy that you bring to the things that you do, absolutely. Yeah. Because it just whether brings you so much joy. This, you know, in a theater with a stage and everything, or it's just for you. And fighting. So people yeah. will ask me, what are those things that you do? What are those practices? And I can say, okay, I meditate. I do those little happy dance therapies. I uh, do affirmations. I listen to Abraham Hicks. I Whatever. I go to all these, like, you know, self-growth things. Um, but everybody has to find their own. There's no right mm-hmm. way of doing it. Like, some people, like, get so much joy and healing from, like, sitting down and, like, Having a cup of tea. I was talking to somebody yesterday about this too. Like I remember learning so bad to be a heal, like wanting so bad to help people heal. I mean, now I know my ability to heal people through laughter is that's the way Mm -hmm. I, it's that comes so naturally to me. But I remember asking my grandmother because she was known to be a healer um, through different methods. Mm -hmm. And, um, she 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 told me I was like five or something. And she told me it's as simple as giving somebody a cup of tea, like just giving them love, you know. And that stayed with me. 
just being able to use whatever it is, like your energy is just so, it impacts people. Absolutely. And so working. You have the power to move an audience with a performance to tears, to laughter, to questioning. So it's different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like you bring so much joy to people by teaching them either how to dance or how to express themselves or by me watching when you dance or like this morning we went on a walk and just randomly like you like (laughs) check it out in the insta oh my gosh i don't even know how to explain what you did she like did this like kick Uh, she just kicked her leg all the way up in the air and it's just so funny and fun and like the people driving, I don't know. We co- probably could have caused an accident there because it was so entertaining. Like I'm just like, like enjoying life, going on a walk in the morning. And you just, know, I've had so simple. many incredible people and mentors in my life that it just it inspires me to live full out. And I think you're one of those friends that I feel so comfortable around. And I even sent you a video that was filmed right in the. Oh my studio. god! It was the. You don't know how bad I needed that video that day. Victoria like oh my god did you film it oh my god that's so funny so (laughs) I was just not having the best day ever and then it became the best day ever because Victoria just sent me this video where she's just like what what, what, can you explain what you did I was it was go away was the song by Gloria Estefan and the beginning of that song always makes me laugh for some reason like from the time that I was a child and I was like I just wanted to do like a funny little something I mean it's within my capabilities to just like do something on the spot so she's just like you know wi- like, like she just wiggled you guys like she wiggled and it just made my day better period yeah. and that's but the it's point like mirroring that silliness that I love about you and that's when I feel like when what we see is life mirroring those circumstances back to us, it was me doing that for you because as many times that you've made me laugh or I've felt your positive energy and it uplifts my day and so many other people's day. Mm. And it's like, you deserve to feel that. So I feel like that's just kind of the universe working in the crazy way that it does. It reminded me like, and that's the whole thing. It's just like, don't take things so seriously. Like, my mom always told me, if it's not fun, don't do it. You know, it's like, just have fun. And it's true because I, for so much, so, so much of my life, I just took life so seriously and everything had to be so perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because the moment that I said, so what? I'm not perfect. And I love that. That's the moment the magic starts to manifest, you guys. The moment that you're like, oh, I'm human. (laughs) And God has a sense of humor. Oh, my God. You're funny, God. Thanks. Thanks for putting me in the situation. (laughs) Yeah, it's that moment where it's like, oh, like the weight just rolls off of you. We carry so many things that have happened to us or we use those as as our excuses why we can't get somewhere. How much more fun is it to be like, wow. I have lived, I have had to sleep in a car. I was, whatever, sexually abused. I lived in a broken home. My, whatever, mother, father, this person in my life was mentally or physically abusive to me. But look where I am right now. And now, and what's so funny is many Many times when we go through these things or let's say you are sick, okay, like legitly going through some illness. 
when you decide to use that to your benefit, like a lot of the most successful people went through those moments and now teach how to overcome those moments or are just those pioneers in different areas of life Mm -hmm. and are very successful and are helping millions of people because they went through it. So use what you got. I think Tyra Banks said it once. (laughs) And I always tell Sitara, I always call her my, you know, Persian Mexicanian Tyra Banks. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my god, that's I so funny. I just feel like you know your guys' feature. Like you're so expressive. Like I hope you guys meet one day. That's just like my. I'm putting that out you there. You know, we can meet through the, the the amazing technology that we have now, like through Insta Stories and I feel through like they're just YouTube and Facebook and all these really cool platforms where we can find yeah. people to connect with. Yeah, and think of Tyra as a as a. V- VS supermodel, she would work that Victoria's Secret runway and she'd be interacting with it. There nobody worked the runway well, like Tyra, you know what I mean? And like, I feel like she was expressive. She was like the most fun to watch, She's you know so what fun. I mean? And like, for you with the pageants and stuff, like, they tried to limit you. Whereas I feel like. But she it's was that moment to- that you break through that mm-hmm. and break the stereotype yeah. and, you know, don't really care. I, it's, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's that moment is scary. It's the scariest moment, right when you're about to break through, right there when you're just like, I the don't forbidden know. Forbidden fruit must be tasted. Yes, <laughs> just taste it, girl. Have a have it all. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's that moment that you you face that fear, and and so now I kind of live in that state of mind of like, bring it, mm-hmm. bring it, life. Because I know all of those challenges will serve me because I decide that that's what that's going to happen. That's what it is. Like those challenges will serve me because I say so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because when you give yourself no other choice but to succeed, you're going to succeed. Yeah. And sometimes life does that for you where you don't have. Sometimes you don't have a choice. (laughs) Exactly. And I think being in you know, trying situations and facing some of the adversity that you did face and, you know, the adversity that many people face. There are times where people don't have the luxuries of getting through things a certain way and you have to make the best out of what you have. And I've talked about this briefly in other podcast episodes about how, you know, even though I am vegan and grew up Persian and my mom's white, like um, just German and English, so we we share the half Persianness. We grew up eating like Everything. you know different cultural recipes, and my dad's a huge foodie. But what I love about different cultures is like you make the best out of what you have, and oftentimes um, when you go to different places in the world, like they they give you what is in their what is in their home, what they can make, and oftentimes it's a disrespect if you don't have their yes. food because they're like this is all we have, oh, you know. Yes. So I think that quality about respecting different cultures, even if it's not the most aligned choice for you, is still very, very important to do. And respecting that in people that everybody in their life is is doing the best that they possibly can. And then coming and to a conclusion that. of like, oh my gosh, like why do all these social important events and holidays all revolve around food and making a new tradition of like connecting doesn't just have to be food Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's like, why I love studying so many different dance styles because dance is a reflection of those, those different cultures. It's a part of that different expansion. Exactly. You know? There's other parts to being a certain culture, yeah. you know, and also like I embrace my cultures. I love yeah. saying that. I'm Persian or Iranian or Mexican. Like, I love, love, love that so much. Mm -hmm. But I also now know that I'm freaking human. And I'm a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I mean, equality, equality to all. But I'm just so empowered by all these new breakthroughs and finally... Seeing so much equality. Yes, and diversity. And seeing women just like rocket and become independent and the ones who decide to be like let's say housewives or housemakers at homemaker yeah also respect like appreciate and respect that yeah that each person's purpose is so different on this earth you know some people are meant to do different things i'm so grateful that you are feeling very in touch with your purpose and really living that out and touching the lives of so many people through sharing a vegan message through comedy because let's face it like the vegan message some people can get very dogmatic about it and they're like nah, nah, nah. yeah like, ah, no i don't want yeah. to do this vegans are scary there's different ways <laughs> there's different ways to reach people in, in in everything that we do and um mine just happens to be like entertainment yes yeah <laughs> And because, like, that's how that's how you have to see it. It's intimidating at first. You know, the word vegan is, can be intimidating for some people. And I, you don't even really know what it means until you're living it. You know, I didn't know until, like, two and a half years of being plant-based. Of why I didn't know what vegan was or I didn't know I was really vegan. And I made the connection with a whole, you know, um, animal cruelty thing until two and a half years after I was doing it just for health reasons. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm vegan. Like, this is what yeah. vegan means, yeah. you know? And it's so beyond food and health. It's so beyond the animals and the planet. It's just so... But it's so enjoyable to eat with the seasons and share it with, like, the social group of friends that we are, like, I mean, so grateful to have, especially in Southern California. It's, like, a good little My bunch. life has changed. Yeah so much since I went plant-based and there's so many ways of getting aligned with you at this time and for me it started with food yeah and having that good relationship with food learning I I mean you think for a long time I'm healthy Mm -hmm. what does that mean yeah you know I thought eating I thought eating clean meat was or you know you know, those fancy eggs, I thought that was eating healthy, but I felt not good. Mm-hmm. I had, I, I went to the restroom, too much info. I went to the restroom once a week and thought that was normal. And that caused a lot of skin issues. <laughs> and I had no energy and I had insomnia and I was anemic and I had cysts on my ovaries yeah. and just yeah. quickly. Like two months after just shifting my my diet, like I didn't have to get surgery anymore. Yeah, and they disappeared. Uh, uh, two months after that, they all disappeared. And you guys, no excuse. Like I don't know how to do it. Like set that at katibi dot com. I have a free guide for you. Like a list of the foods that you can eat. It's it's so simple. Like, keep it simple. Keep it easy. Keep it fun and enjoyable. You have to love it. 
But there is a transit for some people. No. I've been learning since I've been coaching. Like for some people, there is a transition. Okay. So what's like the one piece of advice you want to share with young women and all of the, maybe they're going through the struggles that you go through when you're becoming a woman, when you are a woman, anybody out there that is struggling with self-expression, what do you want to say to that? Play. (laughs) There are moments, there are moments, oh man, you're not alone. You are not alone. The moment you start to connect with playing again, you'll find, you'll find yourself. And sometimes that takes exploring different games. And when I mean play, it comes in many forms. Light, being lighthearted. And it is, it is, it is, uh, you got to be curious, be like a kitty. It is finding different little, different things. Like it could be as simple as coloring. Okay. Or like the happy therapy that I use with music and it's exploring. It's just explore, explore and play and do more of what you love and trust that there is a reason why you love that. But there are moments you don't, you're, you don't, you feel like you don't love anything. Like, I don't, you don't even feel like going there. And so allowing yourself to um, go through that moment, that hard time. Mm -hmm. Letting it run its course, surrendering to it. Because the resistance of like, oh my God, I, exactly. If you feel like, oh my God, I'm going to die because I just feel so bad. I'm just going to die. Then okay. Let yourself die. Like, let the pain run through you. The ego. Embrace it with light and love. Let it go. Let it run its course. And and then play. I, I mean, I can't put it any other way. Like, you just gotta play, you guys. <laughs> like, you just gotta play. Um... There's no right way or wrong way. It's just exploring and trusting. Well, thank you so much for (laughs) being with me, Sitara. I hope you guys go check out all of her resources. And I hope that what she shared with you today connected with you on some level. I know that I resonated with a lot of the different things that she shared. And I'm so grateful to have you as a friend. I honor your journey and all of the work that you do. I just have so much respect for you. And I love you so much. Oh, thanks so much for having me, you guys. Speaking, talking it out is healing for me, too. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. 
I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.